0: Exactly a month ago from today, I released my first episode that was an interview style, and that was with the founder of Bulls and Apes Project, Anthony, and he was gracious enough to sit down with me and just speak about everything, answer all the questions that I had, but obviously I was sold about this project even before I had him on the show because that was my first guest. So for me to open up and change the format of the show to have a guest on, it had to be something serious. So now 30 days after that episode was released, I have to admit how I butchered my mint plans for that project and hopefully you can find some value in hearing this story. As I said, episode 169 was the first interview that I did. It was with Anthony, the founder of this project, and I saw it as a can't-miss mint. So obviously, I had it earmarked, and I knew that this is something that I was definitely going into, and I just had to figure out how to make it all work. And if you really wanna hear all the details of that, I just highly recommend that you go listen to that episode 169, but certain things of this project really stood out to me that really got on my radar. First of all, it was a 180 day or six month ETH back guarantee. So whatever you minted it for, for whatever reason you did not want it, before those six months are up, you just go back to the website, the refund, just as you minted it, you click connect your wallet and then you get back your mint price. One thing I just wanna clarify really quick is that the guarantee is associated with the original minter. You do have a three hour window to make one transfer. So for example, if you have a minting wallet, which you really should, and then you transfer it into a hardware wallet, it has to stay there. It cannot move again. And that is where that guarantee is associated with. So if you buy it on the secondary market, or if you end up moving it from a wallet after those three hours, that three hour window after minting, the guarantee is voided. So in order to get this guarantee, you mint, you can move it to one wallet within three hours, and then you have six months to get it back. Oh, and also you don't make any claims and getting any of the rewards or anything associated with it. So you just let it sit there. So that alone just really stood out to me and was just ringing in my head. And if you listen to that episode, I literally dreamt about this money back guarantee. Anyways, going to this project now, the founders, they have the proven track record, venture back capitalist uh, background. They had uh, e-commerce, all sorts of different things. They have huge ties, different communities, different companies, and they have experience building things and selling it. So I knew that these guys knew how to grow a company. And as I said, sitting down with Anthony and just speaking with him, there is a term that we say in sports, or you you might even hear it in Hollywood, but when someone just has it, and you can't really quantify what it is, but when you're drafting a quarterback or whatever, there is this skill or this charisma or something, the guy that walks into the locker room and just lights up the whole team, well... (laughs) I don't know if you'd appreciate me saying this, but he's very, quote-unquote, quarterbackial in the sense that here's a guy that once he gets the microphone, he gets before the people, he knows how to speak, he knows how to make complex things sound very simple, and he's just a very relatable, down-to-earth, cool-sounding guy. And Some might even say he's very presidential. It's like this very everyday guy, however— We know that he's capable of doing just some amazing things. And if you look at Tom Brady, how he relates to his teammates, the public, sort of things like that, that sort of personality, very relatable. And a lot of times when you're investing into companies, I shouldn't even say a lot of times, Every time when you're investing into companies, what you're really investing into more than anything is the people of that company, and particularly the founders, the people who are running this thing, putting together the team, and really executing this roadmap. That's what you're really buying into more than anything, and these guys definitely have that box checked. There's a saying that 90% of the value of the biggest companies in the world drive off the parking lot every single afternoon, because that is the employees, the people that are doing all the great things. Now, as far as the roadmap, the tokenomics, all sorts of very interesting things, feel free to listen to that episode to get all the full details, go to their website and everything. I'll leave that in the show notes. They have an amazing trailer, just a really cool project. And I could go on for hours and hours about all the different things that they're doing. But if you're interested in like tokenomics and different things, they have this token, which is a play on words. It's meth, not meth like the drug, but meth like methanes when livestock pass gas. That is a token that is generated through this project. You hold it in your wallet, it generates 10 meth tokens, M-E-T-H, each day. And that can be used for all sorts of different things, such as getting an incubator, getting teen bulls, mating them, and working your way up to a quote-unquote god bull, all that's built into it. this ecosystem that's built, ran off that meth token, which is native to the project. This is not something that is a cryptocurrency, but as far as interacting in the project and buying things and starting this community, as far as a economy within the project, it is ran off of this meth token, which is generated by having the bull in a wallet. Each day, it generates 10. So, all sorts of very cool things are going on there, and all the external things that they're going into. Again, if you want to hear all the full details as far as the ideas and the way they're going to monetize the IP, all of that, listen to episode 169. But so much going on there. And each time I was in a space with these guys or this team, I should say, because they're not just guys, there's women on the team, everything, just a really cool team. I just kept buying into it more and more. And they're making great connections with all these projects and founders. And again, business is all about the type of people. A lot of people like to highlight the tech, talk about all this stuff, all this jargon. But at the end of the day, people is what runs a business. It is not the software, it is not the blockchain, it is not all of the other things that we like to highlight, even on this show. It is the people. So if you're wondering, how did I botch this thing? This is where it starts to get a little shaky. First of all, it starts off with the mint price. When I saw that it was 0.17 ETH, I was like, wow, this is the biggest mint that I've ever done. If you have been listening to the show, you hear me say it all the time. I'm not a whale. I'm more of a crypto salmon than a crypto whale. By no means do I have stockpiles of ETH just sitting in a wallet. What I have to do most times when I'm getting ready to make a quote unquote big purchase, and this is a big purchase for me, I have to convert fiat currency and come into crypto. And coming from Jamaica, I have to buy US dollars and then buy whatever crypto that I'm buying. So there's a lot of finagling, a lot of moving things around. And just to give you perspective of how much of an investment something like this actually is, it's about 155 Jamaican dollars to $1 US dollar. So when you calculate that up, ETH is dancing around 2000 right now. But at the time, when I first heard about this project, it was much higher. So I'm looking at an investment of needing a couple thousand dollars. And once again, calculating that out into Jamaican dollars, I'm like, wow, this is going to take a lot of money. I'm going to have to uh, really position some things. I'm going to have to sell off some things and try to figure out how I'm going to do all of this. However, as ETH was falling, I said, great, this is just perfect because things were pushed back because uh, they wanted to double check and re-audit the smart contract and really bump up the art and all sorts of different things. And I was just thanking God. I said, yes, we have some more time to get this ETH up. So when ETH started to fall, I had $600 that I earmarked for this mint. And at the time, that was 0.3 ETH. And as I just mentioned, it was 0.17 for the mint. Therefore, since I wanted two, I really needed 0.34. However, I had intentions of getting even more. So I had the bright idea. Once I looked on the chart, I forget which episode it is exactly. I actually spoke about this and I said, don't do what I did. This is just saying how I took a gamble and this could really work out or not. And it definitely did not work out. What I did is I saw that Soul fell considerably more than ethereum or eth i should say during that big dip and each time i'm looking at the percentage i said well i really believe that soul should be worth about a hundred dollars and right now it is down at 40 some odd dollars and instead of just buying the eth straight up what i decided to do was buy the Sol. now for about a week and a half this looked like a great move because Soul was recovering at a pace that would have given me a little bit more ETH once I converted it back into ETH. So I thought I was the smartest guy in the world. However, as this mint approached, the market took a further dive and Soul also went down. However, ETH recovered more than the Soul. So my big master plan of having that Soul offset the uh, dip, if you will, and then once it rebounded, I would buy more ETH, that didn't work out. So once I converted it out, I was a little bit worse off than I was initially. However, no problem. still be able to get something. I'll just watch it, have a few days before the mint, no problem. Then a couple things happened. Number one, I saw an art piece for an artist that I really wanted to support, have a great connection with him and everything. And I said, I really want to get this. It was very affordable. However, that also ate into the ETH just a little bit. So I converted, got some ETH. Still trying to figure out what am I going to sell off? Am I going to get more funds, buy some more ETH, fund this with some more fiat? How am I going to do this? So I'm trying to balance the bills, balance the budget, and see what I'm going to hold, what I'm going to sell off. And everyone knows during a down market like this, no, you don't sell anything. You hold things. However, I realized I had two NFTs that were actually up considerably in this down market. So I said, okay, great. I could sell those. However, that was a very late push. If I had realized this beforehand, I would have had a lot more time to get this. But as I said, during this down market, I don't even look at selling. I wasn't checking floor prices. I was not checking my bag or anything. I just knew I bought stuff that I thought was valuable I'm still happy with them and wherever the floor is right now, like I don't care. So I'm not even going to look at it. So that was one missed opportunity right there to possibly get about 0.3 ETH. Not too shabby since I sold them or I should say since I purchased them for about 0.09 ETH. So that would have been a nice little come up, turn into some cash or I should say some ETH to be able to put into this project. But as I said, I realized that a little bit late. So here comes the big mint day. So I decide, all right, you know what? I'm not even gonna worry about that. I have enough ETH right now to mint one, and I'm just gonna transfer that into the wallet, line up everything, get it off the exchange, convert out the soul, and if something else sells and I get more liquidity, whatever, but I'm not going to just slash prices, dump things on the floor, and just throw away things because that is an emotional play. At the very least, I know I can buy one and in addition to that, I also know that there's another community that I hang out with. I probably have on the show. I should ask the founder if he wants to come on, but Backpack Buddies, they're doing some great things, building schools and what have you. I knew I wanted to be a part of that. I knew that's not going to sell out because it's mostly a charity play, helping to build schools and all those things. So I was like, all right, no, I know for a fact that's going to be there another day. However, I would like to be a day one buddy supporting them and being in that. So <laughs> again, I'm earmarking a little bit. So although I'm already down from my goal. I'm earmarking different things to help <laughs> to support an artist and to support this project. So At the end of the day, I was able to mint one. But before I even get to that, they kicked off this mint day with a mega space, which is just basically their way of doing things. They have uh, these huge spaces where they invite all sorts of uh, community members and founders and people from different projects and just really glue together this whole NFT community, what have you. And they just have these cool spaces, really good. There are a lot of marathon sessions a lot of the times and thousands of people pass through some of these things and just great times. So as the whitelisting tier opens up, we're seeing all the excitement. People are flooding in, or all the big guys are talking about how much they minted and so forth, and all the excitement is just growing and growing. And the way this was actually set up, there was a three-tiered system. There was the whitelist one. Those were the early people that were in the Discord and got their whitelisting early, which is actually pretty funny because I was in this Discord from, I want to say, March, if I'm not mistaken. So I was in there really early. However, I was just being a fly on the wall, not really participating as much. I just like to lurk around, see what's going on, get the vibes of the community and such. And during that time when all the whitelist ones were going out, I missed the whitelist one. So I was on the whitelist tier two. That's when I really started to get involved a little bit more, interact with the community, do some postings. And I was in a couple more of the mega spaces and what have you. That's how I got on the whitelist too. So about half of this, the 10,000 minted out during the whitelist one. So now I'm honestly on the fence. I'm trying to panic (laughs) I'm on the fence, borderline panicking, thinking, okay, there's probably going to be a huge gas war. What's going to go on once the whitelist two opens up? Am I still going to be able to possibly get something sold, get some more funds? How is this going to really work? And at this point, I'm literally looking through my bank account, seeing what bills are due when. And trust me, I don't advise this at all, but I'm just telling you what was going through my mind, how I'm trying to do this. And I truly believe that this is a great project to be in. So I was like, yeah. Let me see what I can readjust and pull money from here, shift things around. Okay, I have that bill coming up. Well, I have funds coming in because I did some client work over here. Like, this is literally how I'm looking at everything and trying to balance out the books so I can get some more ETH. But at the end of the day, I said, you know what? Let's not do anything reckless. Let's not FOMO into anything. You have the funds right now for one, so focus on that one. And here comes your mint for the tier twos, and just get your one, and then anything happens after that, okay, whatever. It's all bonus. But do not do anything drastic or stupid that you're going to regret, because at the end of the day, I am a much more logical person than I am an emotional person, and I knew if I did any of those things that I was just saying, it was all emotional. It really wasn't the logical thing to do, and it would actually be better for me to take care of all of those things, do it more responsibly, and even if it means paying it a little bit more of a premium at a later date to get into the second or third or however many bulls I want, whatever it is, I said, just do not regret the fact that you made some commitments to a couple other projects and what have you, you honored those, whatever it is, just don't beat yourself up over that. The money is out. So just stick to the plan, stay the course and do what you have to do. So that's what I did. As my mint approach, I said, I think this is going to be a total frenzy. So I don't really care as far as the quote unquote gas war for tier two, which a lot of people were suspecting, as soon as that mint opened up for me, I minted my one. And much to my surprise, the gas on the contract is really well done. The contract is very well optimized. So it was probably like a half or a third of what the estimate was in MetaMask as far as what the gas is going to be. And can't remember exactly what the estimate was, but I ended up paying 60 guay or the total transaction, I should say, was 0.12 ETH, or at that time of that transaction, was about $22. So very cheap in the middle of a quote-unquote gas war. So considering all those things that I mentioned with the tokenomics and all that stuff, this is a very complex NFT. This is not just a JPEG and it's minted on the blockchain. There's a lot of things that actually goes into this token. So to actually see it minted for that, it's just really shows that it was a well-written contract and during a quote-unquote minting gas war that was what i was able to mint it for so kudos to the team for that they did a great job And I know this is something that I was going to hold and whatever, so I'm not even really looking at trying to resell this particular one. I really wanted at least two so I could mate and do all those other things. But as I said, I could pick that up at a later time. I might have to pay a little premium, who knows. But much to my surprise, there's still about 2,000 bulls unminted. So who knows, maybe after I clear off all these bills and what have you, something sells, and I do have a little bit more wiggle room in my budget, I'll be able to mint another one before it sells out. I don't know. But I can say, even with that one, that gets me into what we're calling the quote-unquote inner circle. And that is with heavy hitters that I really respect. These are some industry leaders in different areas, as I said, e-commerce, podcasting, public speakers, CEOs, venture capitalists, software engineers, just some amazing people that have come through and even during that mega space, they're going up there and they're speaking and dropping some knowledge and what have you. So I'm totally excited about being in it. And even some of the people that spoke said this feels a lot like the days of when they were minting their Proof Collective. And if you're not familiar with Proof Collective, that is with Kevin Rose and that team and all the things that they did in their Web2 lives. And this team has their business and everything in their pre-Web3 life, and they're bringing that stuff in, and the feel of the community, the positive vibes, despite this being a down market, everyone is fighting everything, there is uh, doom and gloom everywhere, there is a positive buzz about this project, everyone is excited, we're doing some great things, and a lot of people said this reminds them of the Proof Collective launch, and also, if you're not familiar, Proof Collective is also the project of the same founders that ended up doing the Moonbirds, And one of the guys that actually spoke said how many he minted or owns now and all that stuff. He says he is one of the top Moonbird holders in the world. And I truly believe him because this is actually uh, someone that I really look up to in the podcasting space and what have you. Have been following him literally for years at this point. Helped me to get through my sanity as far as always having his show in my ear when I'm at work. So with that said, all this stuff is going on. Just a really cool community. Just people from all over the world that have high achievers and lots of knowledge for me to personally gain. So I'm not at all bummed about only getting my one because that one is going to give me access to that inner circle. So I'm excited about that and I hope to pick up more so that way I can do all those things that I was speaking about. The only regret that I have for this is that I didn't promote this heavily to my friends and family because just as this show says, this is not financial advice. I'm not telling you what to do with your money and so forth. That's how I am in my personal life. For the most part, I do not tell my family or anyone where to put their money, what to do, who to marry, how to live their life, or do anything. It's, hey, you're going to do whatever you're going to do. I'm here to just love you, support you either way. But I'm just letting you know, this is what I am doing in my life. (laughs) And if you want to jump on this, cool. If not, oh well. But you can't say, I never told you. And that's my approach to a lot of things. I just share what is going on, share you what I'm doing, and hope that people come on the train with me. And unfortunately, none of my close friends or family ended up jumping into this thing. Despite the six-month guarantee and all that stuff, they just see this NFT space as a little hokey. But but I will give credit to my mother because earlier in the year, once she saw all the stuff that I was doing within this NFT space and what have you, she bought in. Of course, she doesn't have her own wallet or anything, but she lets me manage it. And I ended up picking up some things. And Some of the communities that I'm in are technically her NFTs, but hey, So shout out to mom. (laughs) We're going to the moon together. But I am a little bit bummed out that so many of my other friends and people and and, in the inner circle, if you will, are not seeing the value in this stuff. But I do know that one day they're all going to be here. Just so many people were skeptical about when I discovered Web 2.0 and I'm doing social media stuff and trying to do all that digital marketing and all that stuff. Now the whole world is there and that world is something I left behind. And okay, yeah, now everyone's trying to come into it and I'm trying to go to the next level. Right. So hopefully they're there before Web 4 arrives, whatever that is. But I would love to know, what are your thoughts on this project, all this stuff? If you minted any bulls, feel free to let me know at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. Let me know you're on the inner circle as well. If not, I'm still open to hear your comments and what have you, any questions you may have. But as usual, I just want to thank you for listening to this every day as we're learning and building Web 3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space.